Hey everybody, welcome to the Pop My Culture Podcast. I'm Cole Stratton. And I'm Vanessa Raglan. Hello V. Hello C. Those are our first letters of our names. So we made up a song to sing. That's all, it's really short. Yeah. It's a very short song. <laughs> it's a short one. Uh, welcome to the podcast, you guys. Mm. Uh, it's been a little slow summer for us, but oh, we're getting yeah. back into the swing of things back here. Into the hustle, hustle, honey. That's right. Uh, got two great guests today. Uh, if you're a fan of the 80s uh, Kids Fighting Monsters classic, or just the Monster the 80s. Squad. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, Andre Gower and Ryan Lambert were like two of the stars of that film. Uh-huh. Uh, also, they got they, right here, okay? That's right. They did other great things uh, in that time period as well. Ryan was on Kids Incorporated. Yeah. Uh, Andre was on Square One Television and MathNet and oh. other things. So, yeah, good stuff. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so, really excited that those guys will be here. Uh, we'll get to that momentarily. A tiny bit of housekeeping per usual. Clean up the house, it's dirty. <laughs> That's a jingle. It's here to stay. Yep. Um, if you like the show, leave us a review on iTunes. You just go to iTunes, look up Pop My Culture Podcast, click five stars, and say, well, this is it. Don't need to listen to anything else now. <laughs> That's the way to do it. Yep. Um, Easy as pie. You can also email us. Info at popmyculturepodcast.com. We will read them all. We'll write you back. Guest suggestions and things welcome. If you just want to say hi, uh, it's all good. Speaking of saying hi, I yep. want to say hi to someone who emailed us. Sure. Susan, I haven't gotten back to you yet, but here I am on the mic, the hot, hot mic, to tell you thank you. Everyone, I'm going to put a gold star by Susan's name because she is the gold star listener. She's heard all the podcasts. Poor Susan. That would be 207 episodes of <laughs> this bullshit tomfoolery. Yikes. Uh, thank you, Susan. I hope you like your sticker. It's <laughs> at my house. I'm keeping it safe. That's, there you go. Uh, thanks, Susan, for listening through everything. Um, and our rapid decline. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, we're primarily listener-supported. And primarily our listeners are you guys. That's right. So if you go to popmyculturepodcast.com, you can click a little donate button. Yep, and we'll give a shout-out to you on a future episode. I think oh. next episode we'll take care of the couple that have come through. Yes, sir. Um, but thank you guys for donating. If you're waiting, it will be on the next one, we promise. Yeah. Um, and yeah. yes, that is true. What else is going on? It's summer. That's, That's about, about it. it. Yeah. You've got a great shirt with that Tootsie Roll uh, Native American. I do. It is a, a shirt from uh, the folks at Marine Lair. Not a sponsor. That's just oh, where I got wow. it, where they made it. Shout-out uh, to them. Very comfortable shirt, but it's got, cool. it's got the Tootsie Roll Indian on it. That used Native to mean something. Native American. It used to mean something. It used to mean that if you got that on your wrapper, you got a free Tootsie Roll pop. (gasps) A real free one? Yeah, some places did that. You showed it to the person there, and they'd be like, have another one. You've earned this five-cent treat. there was always one on there. Mm Mm-mm. Well, congratulations to your shirt. It just earned itself 100 Tootsie Pops. (laughs) Oh, dang. (laughs) Tootsie Pops. (laughs) It's a Tootsie Pop. Half Tootsie Pop, half Tootsie Pop. There you go, see? All right, let's let's get to our guest, shall we? We got to end this bullshit. Here we go. All right, our guest today, these guys, you guys. Oh, guys. Oh, guys. You know them as the majority of the Monster Squad. Boom. Andre Gower, Ryan Lambert, they're here. Hello. Hello, hello. 
Hello. Hello. Hi. I guess they're not the majority of the Monster Squad because I guess there was like technically the like main, five, like the good portion, like the you the know, majority of the best the, ones. The two good, yeah, absolutely. The ones that weigh the more <laughs> since since I mean, together. <laughs> we yeah. were older. We were the oldest. Right, right, right. It's true. It's um, possible. And one of them's no longer with us, so I guess he can't be in the percentage the anymore. That's yeah. very true. Yeah, the math doesn't work anymore. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, we've done this. Welcome to math cast. Um, <laughs> we decide what percentage of a cast. People <laughs> they already make did up. that show. It's called Math Night. That's right. Yes, oh, that's yeah, right. Which we will. We may talk about. Yeah. <laughs> I so have yet to watch that. You've never seen Math? No, I've seen. I know what it is, but he just told me he was on an episode of it. Yeah, it, Eddie, Eddie Rimshot Harris, that was yes. your character. And you were also in Square One Television, which was an offshoot of, of, that. Yeah, and they of MathNet. Rim, yeah. I oh, loved so. MathNet. Wait, if How you know that about that, right? him, I am so terrified of what you're going to say. <laughs> There'll be things I know about you guys. Or you say I was not on Silver Spoons. No. <laughs> <laughs> what was it like riding the train around the set of Silver Spoons? <laughs> I will tell you, it was fantastic. Awesome. That's the kind of anecdote we love on this show. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't in a scene. I was not in a scene where I was actually on it. Oh, but uh, it was there, and I Whoa. was uh, on on a. Cole's crying. Yeah, he wrote, he wrote oh the God. train. <laughs> the train was real. Also played the video games too. Whoa. They're real. They were real. And Aaron Gray uh, was, uh, you know, wanted, wanted me. So anyway, that's beat 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 beat. <laughs> no Buck Rogers fans in here? No, 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 I'm, 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 I'm with you. I'm with you. All right, let's start with something super important. Oh, good. Super important, you guys. We only talk about the serious stuff in this podcast. I know. Let's do it. Justin Bieber mm-hmm. deactivated no. his Instagram account. Oh, my God. <gasps> you guys are sitting down, thankfully. We do this seated. This isn't a standing podcast. Because of news like this. They would be fainting right now. I, I thought the earth shifted a little on yeah. right? For the better. It's sort of yeah, like, yeah, it's sort of like when, this, when, this news, when this news broke, it was sort of like that scene in Star Wars where Obi-Wan gets like really dizzy. It's like, oh, I think I felt like, you know, <laughs> hmm. 10,000 voices screaming out. Yep. They were suddenly silenced. It's yep. similar to that. It's close. It's got that gravitas to it. Yep. Let's gravitas. be honest. Have you ever listened to um, <laughs> Kevin Smith and um, uh, Ralph Garman's podcast, uh, Hollywood Babylon? Yeah, I've heard it once or twice. Okay, yeah. so they have a segment. Justin Bieber, nobody needs you because oh. you're a little cunt. I don't think I sang that verbatim, but it's that's pretty pretty done on. Yeah, and then they and then they. I'm sure this story will be on their next. It's always it's It's got to be like so. Justin Bieber's in the news, and then boom, the theme song comes. We've definitely talked about it more than we ever should have, but uh, so he deactivated because of criticism over his newest girlfriend. Um, Rumored girlfriend. I heard heard about rumored rumored girlfriend. Lionel Richie's youngest. Ew. I think. Lionel Richie's youngest girlfriend? <laughs> no, she's older than Lionel Richie's youngest girlfriend, but she is his youngest Syntax. daughter. Syntax. Yes, yes, yes. Side note, last weekend I saw Lionel Richie at Outside Lands, and oh. that guy is a performer. Still got it? He's got it. Duh. He literally, like, early on in the set, he went like, I got the easiest job in the world. All I got to do tonight is play the hits. And I was always like, yeah, yeah, that's it's, why you're the best. Yeah, please don't play anything else. Because sometimes people do. Like I saw, I'm going to play the duds tonight. I saw Duran Duran, same concert, two days earlier. They were great, don't get me wrong, but they did play a handful of songs off their new album, which I they're chewing it. around. But, like, you know, come on. 
Yeah, you guys have enough of a backup. Don't make anything new, artist. <laughs> I think the only guy that you should let that happen like, and not be peeved would be, like, Prince, if he played something that wasn't good. Oh, honey, I don't know. that's some bad news. Prince could do whatever yeah. you want to do. I saw Prince could play an okay. entire <laughs> Wait, Prince's new album <laughs> once. I didn't want you to find yeah, out. Yeah. It was terrible. You saw what? I saw Prince play an entire new, not one hit, just, I'm yeah, going to play yeah, he does, yeah. my, my new album, which was a double album. And it wasn't good? No, it was... God awful. Like, I was bored. Do you feel like people agree with you from the where you were? I don't give a shit. If you're, <laughs> not, if you're not, but here's the thing: if you're not familiar, controversy today. If you've never, if you've never heard an album before, and you're listening to the band play that album, you've never heard the album. It's hard to get into it because live, the sound mix, unless you're standing right next to the board, usually isn't great. So it's hard to like catch the nuances of the song, and you don't know it. So like, it's just hard to like. If you mix new songs in periodically, it's usually okay. Sometimes you can grasp onto them and be like, yeah, right, I kind of like that song. here and there, and that's right. when you go get a hot dog. You know, yeah, like exactly. Rolling Stones. But, you know, you know they, they do Satisfaction, they do Jumba Jack Flash, and, and then all of a sudden they do break. something off of like something you know, from the 90s, do a, and you're just like, a Bieber cover. time to get a drink. There it is. Oh, I think people would stay for the Bieber cover. I would, too. I, if I was Mick Jagger, I would do a Justin Bieber cover and then take his new girlfriend. Oh, She's too young. And then have a baby with her. For Jagger? <laughs> Whatever. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think All Jagger's so old, he's coming back around the universe, so he's like younger. He's kids. reborn again? It's yeah. all space-time relativity. Oh, my God. I'll Mick never understand. new child is older than Justin Bieber's <laughs> new girlfriend. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Okay. I, I even, like, did we, well, where, where did we start? We started on Justin Bieber deleting his Instagram account, uh, we deactivating. But now there's this hashtag that's going around, hashtag Justin deactivated party, that people are doing. Because a lot of people are like, yes, score one point. We've now, taken him off like of one social they, media when they, platform. When they like, burn like, disco records in the... In the, it's like, the way they do that now. Early 80s. Yes. It's like kind of the same thing. A hashtag. So now they just hashtag it. It's just and they do that at that. From bed instead of like in a, getting in lighter fluid alley and, and yeah. like going out on the street and like burning Donna Summer records. The new, right. the new activism is not very active. It's deactivated. <laughs> it's deactivism. Yeah, deactivism. That's one of those infamously... <laughs> one of those infamously bad baseball stunts from back in the day where they did like Death to Disco Night or whatever yep. it was. I think it might have been in Cleveland or something. Yep, it was and in they, Cleveland. It was Indian. They yeah. burned a bunch of records yeah. on the field <laughs> and just totally screwed everything up. <laughs> what? Yeah, like there's been a handful of like bad promotional stunts throughout the years. That one, and I think someplace they did Nickel Beer Night, and that was like... A disaster because everybody was shit faced by the second inning, and you know, yeah, that and then the Corey be Feldman hard to minor out. league baseball concert tour <laughs> with uh, his yeah. Angels band or Ascension whatever it is. Millennium, fucking phenomenal. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. I'm not a performer. I'm not a live song and dance guy. So credit, oh, come on. credit where credit is due. Come on, this is the stage performer. Yeah, musically, Feldman's band, which I believe is called the Corey's Angels or something. Yeah, like they they. Or like those are the girls that are on stage and then whatever he plays with like scantily clad women he, he, models yeah. and stuff. Yes, I saw. Yeah, yeah, in minor league baseball, I mean, like that's a great booking. Yep. Wait, <laughs> they played a major minor on? league hey, baseball game. Man, the guy game. owes me twenty bucks. That's all I know. Yeah, still. I, yeah, with interest compounded, it's like thirty. Oh, years. that's a lot Definitely of money. Definitely owes me twenty bucks. Yeah. And have asked him recently for it. He doesn't have it. It's like, I don't have it. Not He's right like, now. Not After the next <laughs> gig, yeah. No, not me. Oh, sorry. Come on. Come on. Give me one of those gremlin residuals. Come on. He's got 20 bucks. You would think. You would think. 
Give me one. Just give me one just, gremlin residual. Yeah, they, come, they must come in on a daily basis. Some standby me money. But gremlin cash. <laughs> Where's all that burbs bucks? Burbs bucks. <laughs> yes. So anyways, he deactivated it. It is now off. On. When like some people are like, why don't you just like uh, disable comments, dude? You could have still posted stuff. But maybe no, some people can't comment. He's punishing us. We need to be punished. And we I'm didn't, fine with that. I don't care. Grateful. And he needs to evolve and go into a different phase anyway. Can we just phone. delete him? Are we allowed to just delete him? Yeah. Like, we instead would Instead of him delete, I'm getting out. I'm deleting my Facebook. And everyone like gets, oh, no, no. You know? And he's like, see, look what I did. And everyone's talking about me. It's like, why don't we just fucking delete him? Instagram needs me. I'm sick of his... Dumbass, dumb shit. Yeah. Go, go away. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, I seriously don't give a shit. About I don't it. Either. No, I know. It's, <laughs> like, I, 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 it's awful. It's like his his music's gotten slightly more tolerable, yes. but as a person, like he's. I mean, he grew up in the public spotlight. You guys know all about that kind of thing. It can be difficult. It's, you never know how it's going to spit you out. No, it's really not fair. But you and gotta it's a, like it's a tough thing, but. You don't have to be, like, the most humble human being in the world. You can show your ego. It's fine. I get that. But at the same time, it's like, just do a little bit of thinking before you act on something. Right. I know you have a lot of people probably telling you, like, you should do this. You got to do this. You got to do that. But, like, take a step back. I mean, there are plenty of extremely famous people in this world that can kind of, uh, you know, keep it together. I mean, on I, normal I, things. I, I like, just, I like George Clooney. Like, I think, I, you know, whether you think, whatever you think about his acting or, you know, if you think he's talented or not. We're a bunch of Clune heads but in yeah, here. Yeah, well, he's, you know, Clune kind heads. of a nice <laughs> guy. You know, you, you yeah. see him, he never really does anything stupid or, um, you know, doesn't put himself out there like a meatball, you know. He, I don't know. Some people are concerned with their image. Others, uh, I mean, you would think that like Bieber, where he is, would have, have people that would be so carefully trying to control what his image is. By the way, can we talk about I me? Think he's got a lot of yes. Bieber. Yeah, sure. I don't, I think well, let's difference. talk about you and the way you relate to Bieber. The, the main thing with Bieber, when he has a transition, then we'll end Bieber yep. discussion. Bieber, I'm not trying to be we can't, Trump. Right. Um, he grew up in a time and he was super huge internationally for so long, and it's all about who you have behind you and molding you and pointing you in the right direction and showing you not what to do, but more importantly, what not to do. Yeah. And that's parents and that's family and most importantly, friend. I don't think Justin Bieber, what he needed in his kind of crazy phase and egg-throwing days is, is no friends. You need like a really good friend or two or a group to like go, dude, don't do that. Yeah. And nobody around someone like that, and I think Lohan kind of had the same issue, is uh, you need someone to kind of be a guidepost or a, at least an anchor point. Instead of just like hanging on for and the free Grab days. me by the neck and go, what are you doing? Yeah. And let me explain how this is going to affect you in 12 months or 20 years. And if you look at his dad, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, it has a lot to do with parenting or not parenting and the influences that you have. Ryan and I were fairly lucky because we're fairly stable, intelligent individuals, grew up sort of in the same world, nowhere near the Bieber craziness. That's ridiculous. Yeah. But, I mean, all the stuff that I didn't get to do or experience or craziness that parents might have sheltered you or said, you know, kind of guided you, that turned out better later, I think. Yeah. And I think someone like Bieber just either needed really good mentoring or parenting or a really good friend. He actually needs a friend now. Mm-hmm. I'd be surprised if he actually has a real friend that doesn't give a shit if he's Justin Bieber or not. 
Yeah, because even in, there wasn't really a time of his life where he could have made a friend that he no. wasn't already. That, that wasn't big going thing. to be a friend because yeah. you're Hebert. That's why it's really, really tough. It's yeah. unfortunate. Hopefully, he evolves out of that. I thought when he was going through the craziness, and then uh, you ended up having a roast that you paid for, so you could have a roast and say, "I'm now an adult, and I'm sorry." Um, go away for go away for fourteen months. Yeah. Completely reinvent yourself and then come back differently. People are going to go, right. whoa, I like this. Yeah. Whoa, he lost all his tattoos. Uh, I don't know how he did that. <laughs> you know, reinvent yourself, grow up, evolve, go off, go mentor, you know, get with someone that's just going to sort of be that guidepost, I guess, and come back. Right. If you're meant to come back and people like you, you'll have another career. Right. If you're not, you're fine. You can go retire and play all the video games you want to. He's got can, more than yeah. Gremlin Bucks. He's yeah. got yeah. Baby Bucks. He doesn't have bird bucks. He's got, like, cotton. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, and for you guys coming out as, like, teen stars and stuff, you you know, you know, had the, the, like, tiger beat treatment and things like that, I'm assuming. It was more of an analog world, so, like, there wasn't the internet for things to, like, blow up. People had to go to the newsstand and buy it. Did you guys it. get, like, letters from girls, physical letters? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm Weekly. as a as a person who was once a young girl. I'm interested <laughs> how that looks. Was there a sack of mail, a big yeah. cloth sack, brought to you? Yeah, well, sometimes it's in a box, but. And you went to the post office, or it came to you. Uh, usually came because at the time I had a at one point I had a fan club that Whoa. sent stuff out. You could join. You could get that stuff. And I went to a P.O. box, and then just you came and picked that up, or they shipped it to your house at a point. <laughs> sometimes you were on a show. You know, either the studio or like the network. I don't know. If, yeah, if something they would you know would go through their PR department. You know, right, Ryan? That mm. you know, it was most for me. It was mostly like, uh, yeah, the Kids Incorporated uh, oh, fan club. What a whirlwind! And like they would just a great show. Yeah, oh. I would just yeah, the piles would come in, and like I. Had, How would you decide what to open? What really to all our young? You know what? Like fan I, had mail ma- I had a manager at the time, and him and I would just sit there and open them up and open see them all. Was, yeah, and we would read them, and you know, but you know, and I would sign pictures, and then he, you know, we would sit there with uh, we had an assistant. Wendy. Be like this one smells like Charlie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not the guy that holds perfume like good. Yeah, okay. like this, this one has guy. anthrax. Yay. Sunflower. Um, uh, yeah, I did, I, I did get a lot of like uh, the crap arts and crafts thingies. Lots of friendship bracelets. Guys yeah, love like, dogs. My, my <laughs> face and fruit loops. It's <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> like, a lot of weird. <laughs> crazy. I was just digging through my wallet. I don't have it on me. I thought I did for some reason. I found it recently and like put it in a drawer. But I had my like Bop fan club card. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember Bop magazine. That's oh, another one of those. What, like, what did the card get you? I don't know. Like, I look, I'm a car carrying member of Bop. <laughs> Bop magazine wanted to turn me into like David Cassidy or Leaf Garrett. They were like, we're going to take you off Kids Incorporated. Bop magazine? Bop magazine. Were they was this kind of, like, powerful? Produce, they wanted to produce a record for me and like turn me into like a pop star. Did Bop have a label? I, I think they were going to create one. I'm not oh sure. My but gosh. This, is, this was their idea. They were like, we, you know, because Kids Incorporated is a musical show. So they were like, we're going to make a record and, you know, you're going to be it's Ryan Lambert. And, and like at the time, I was getting a little bit, I was, I was about to leave Kids Incorporated. So I was a little older. Mm-hmm. And uh, my dream was to actually be in like a, a real band. Yeah. Like four guys, REM, like on the road, like you two, like let's do this. And uh, that's one of the reasons I quit acting because I was like, I'm, 
I'm a musician. Like I started as a singer and like then I got on the show because of music. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I had an agent and they started sending me out on parts and now I'm in the Monster Squad and now I'm on Webster and like what the hell am I doing? Like I wanted to be a musician. So I quit acting, and I, I, t- I basically told Bob to go fuck himself. Bob himself. Yeah, I'm like, go yeah. bop yourself. Bob yourself. Yeah. Go she beep, bop, boop yourself in the corner. I didn't want to do it. And like, I'm like, no, I want to be like a legitimate musician. You know, like, so what, I quit, and I went off, and I found you know some, some rock dudes to play with, and I started playing music. So I feel like I redeemed myself in that way, and like I didn't become like who became the face of Bob I, I don't know Bob Records Beaver Wallace Shawn weird <laughs> I never would have thought sudden, Wallace Shawn <laughs> Heartthrob Teenthrob Wallace Wally Shawn um, and you did most of your music up in San Francisco right with uh, no my first band was uh, you know from like 91 to all the way to 2000 was in LA Oh, oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. It was called Color Me Bad. You might have heard of this. <laughs> oh, right. they're really good. The hour I've never heard of to Matt. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, you're the one with the cane. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> you were great. You were great. Started out as like a as like a punk band, like maybe punk, like New Wave, like Elvis costello or maybe even like Oingo Boingo or something like that. And then it just kind of, uh, by the end, it was very uh, electronica-y-ish, like maybe Octune Baby kind of feel mm-hmm. nice um and yeah and then i moved to san francisco in 2000 to start a new band the, it's a good place to go because it's really inexpensive yeah san francisco, oh, no, so if you don't have any money tons of go to san, go francisco. Right to san francisco yeah the best place to be live on a dime yeah no it's amazing <laughs> <laughs> uh actually in 2000 it wasn't that bad that wasn't yeah was that was crash crash so, like, so. I, I got in on the, on that level um which was nice and um, yeah, I spent a good portion, uh, fifteen years in San Francisco. Nice. So I did. I did watch Kids Incorporated when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and, and I was incorporated. You were incorporated. You as were, well. yeah. yeah. Did you have a card for that too? I did. <laughs> I was in Kid. I was in Kidco. The business, the business. Um, Ooh, you remember yes. that movie? Yes, I do. Kidco was the shit. <laughs> what was Kid? Literally, Kidco was the shit. Kidco was this movie <laughs> with Scott Schwartz, who also was in A Christmas Story and porn. And, I was back. Uh, man, and the toy. Me too. He only like, did one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah evidently. But I'll tell you that. He'll tell you. He, it's, it's like him and these other kids decided to start a company where they're like take they they live like on a ranch, and so they were taking the manure from the horses and selling it. Yeah. And then, of course, it, like, gets in the way of some other manure company, and they're not happy about that, so they take them to court to try to, like, sue them or whatever, so they're Kidco. Oh, my god! They gosh. don't make these movies anymore. And no. I, I wonder I, why. I actually did one. A Disney, like, Wonderful World of Disney, you know, movie of the week. Remember these things? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I did one called Ask Max with, with um, uh, uh, what's his name? From Goonies. Sean. The fat kid. <laughs> oh, uh, Jeff Cohen? Jeff, Jeff Cohen. Jeff Cohen. <laughs> now he's a lawyer. Yeah. Nice. yeah. Not fat at all. Very nice. Uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, I did one with him. It was the same thing. Like, he uh, invented some, like, magical bike that, like, flew through the air and, like, made a bunch of money. And then he, like, he had his own company, and then he like, used it to get popular at school. And, like, one of the things he did was he got Kareem Abdul-Jabbar to, oh, to yeah. coach the basketball team. So all of a sudden, I'm working with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, like one of my heroes. I like, remember I'm a that huge movie. Lakers fan. Yeah. 
that kind of stuff. Uh, of like, course, I played cool. the bully with a leather jacket, and like, that's just, you know, that's just what I did boy. when I was. But, um, but that's the thing. You, you think back to like, <laughs> like now you have all the networks, you have all the platforms for shit. So anything could get made, and they, they're making Sharknados and things. But back. In those days, like the dirt bike kid was a thing. The dirt bike kid, yeah. purple people eater. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, like all these. Yeah, your peanut butter solution, which you talk sure, about yeah. all the time. I'm sure we both auditioned for all these things too. Uh, all, they're all everything. It's all you all. That's how you know each other. You're all reading for the same stuff in the same room, and whether, it, whether you get it or not get it, it's just another Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Did you guys yeah. officially first meet on Monster Squad? Yep. Uh, yeah. Just before, actually, and uh, we, we both well, got we, it, and then we, we met. Right, we knew we had both had it, but we met at uh, some event or party or something. It was like, hey, I think we're doing a movie like next month or something. Oh my gosh. Nice. Um, in, I don't know if that... I don't think it is. I don't think it is. <laughs> but um, that one photo of you and I, <laughs> you were wearing striped pants or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was at that same venue. Vis- I was sponsored by Vision Skatewear. Oh, so, yeah. like, so, I oh, had wow. those skate pants, but it's well, that was vision. at a gym. Yeah. And then, because uh, <laughs> yeah, then I was part of the, it's better than what I had. I was, I was little Lord of, Fauntleroy oh, yeah. jumpers, skater. But yeah. then they oh, wow. had this like uh, teen celebrity freestyle bike thing. Like, oh yeah, now freestyle bikes look like the X Games stuff. Yeah, but this is when like tricks were super simple, and there was like three guys that could do crazy. The BMX shit. guys, right? Those the, guys were in the, Ask Max, right? As, like, my buddies that we would oh, do, wow. like, right. bike tricks, but, like, one of them was, like, my stunt double. Oh, wow. Because yeah, we had to do, like, the, like jumps or something. And I'm like, I can do the jump. Then they're like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> the insurance. <laughs> kill us insurance nightmare. This kid's disposable, <laughs> yeah, okay? Get rid of this. Bop kid. Magazine's this kid been calling die. us about you nonstop. You are our retirement plan, yeah. buddy. <laughs> this kid could die. You need to be in the film. Do you remember? It was, uh, like... One of the guys, uh, Eddie Eddie Fiola, was like this big BMX guy that could do tricks. I think and that's did ramp the guy. Stuff. Might have, yeah, same guy. And it was me, uh, Brian Green, Jen, Jenny Lewis, mm-hmm. whoa, uh, and uh, Jeremy Miller. <laughs> I want to say there's one more. And I can't remember who it is. I feel bad. It was me, Brian. Wait, oh, where did this fit. happen oh, at this and, event? Uh, it, and then we would go around and do events like. Bike races and BMX stuff or carnivals and stuff. And then, like, and now the celebrity freestyle bike team. And we would come out and ride around in circles and do, like, a Holy trick. shit. Oh, and we, my it was gosh. So nice. But we had all the gear and vision and, like, horror. I had, like, a $1,000 bike. Oh, and my gosh. We did spreads and you had to wear all the gear. And I was like, <laughs> But you just, oh like, God. went around in a circle, basically? Well, I remember <laughs> one. It was at the Olympic Velodrome. You know, oh, just, my gosh. Short, yeah. Just after they technically built the velodrome way up Carson I'm like where are we going and it's like oh my god we gotta perform it's our first kind of gig as the team holy and shit like, it was so bad and like we're just and now the celebrity oh my so god like, we dri- we're like hey okay we did like Whoa. the two tricks that we knew that's <laughs> just, just not easy you know like go up and run, spin the bike like you go on the front peg put the front peg spin the bike around and you do that like that was the extent of the get ready Turn your eyes to the center ring as Andre Gower lightly accelerates. And we got Jeremy Miller pushing his Look, kickstand. Ma, no hands. Look at Jeremy get on his bike. It's fantastic. Wait, no, wait, wait, see, silence on the crowd as Jenny Lewis attempts to ring the bell on the front of her BMX bike. <laughs> 
and she's done it. She's done it, folks. Wow. Star of Troop Beverly Hills. Off the side of the, the handlebar. Back into the truck celebrities. But someone, I have signed one of those, but someone brought from a magazine of us in the, on, that, on that gear team. Oh so my and we used to go to Brian Green's house because he lived in a cul-de-sac and <laughs> in the street and like on Saturday mornings. And practice. It was, it was fun, but it was... We were it's hard to be in a celebrity we bike. You, you did good. Circus of the Stars, though. Yes, did. Oh. Yeah, you mentioned Oh, yeah. Wait, what did Circus of the Stars? Oh, man. Oh, you never saw oh. Circus of the Stars? No. That would be like, look at David Hasselhoff, tame a lion. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's it was a that kind of circus? thing. Circus? Yeah, it yeah, was a circus. Okay, so, like, there's clips online. Oh, you, oh, oh, my God. On. Go down that rabbit hole. Don't laugh. Go down that rabbit hole. trapeze. Like, I mean, it's like the... Because for... 15 years, it was a big it was huge. event in Christmas. I think it was on CBS. Yep. And uh, big production. <laughs> and you would have to get invited, and you would try out, and you would get placed in acts that suited you. And obviously, the two or three bigger acts was the flying trapeze and the high wire. Yep. And then if you had some other skill, that. And so, <laughs> all these, you have to train for like four months every day. And for doing it, especially if you're doing it, it. it was huge. It was, it was a big show. A big I thing. love the circus was run by stars. <laughs> I have a crazy idea. Look, people <laughs> like to watch their favorite stars of television and screen do shit they're not normally going to do. Dancing right. with the stars. Fir- fir- exactly. This is, Marcus Welby riding on a bear. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would equate Circus of the Stars, what it used to be, with Dancing with the Stars. Because it's when you actually have to put a lot of work into yeah. it over time. And uh oh, Mike Farrell's like doing a clown turn. Let's we'll see how this goes. <laughs> the first year I did it, I was the youngest one to ever do that show. <gasps> Whoa! And then, uh, like three years later, Amy Foster beat me by like six and months. Or what something. did you do? The first year I did a double cradle aerial act with Tracy Gold. Oh my god! So the double cradle is two is a is a, is a rigging that's forty feet up, and the two catchers are you know on a flying trapeze the catcher swings. Yeah. On a cradle they're stationary. And they hang upside down, and then they toss you back and forth to each other. So, oh. yeah. So um, that seems like a big that, liability. The and then <laughs> that's how tra- that's how Tracy Gold died. And then, oh. she's, she's alive. She's, she's totally alive. alive. She's, not, she's not dead um, at all. Her and career then, died. Mm-hmm. I did the show a couple years later. I did a solo act called The Low Wire, which had never been done on the show before. And, Wait, what is your circus? And then he was on the wire on HBO. I did Circus of the Stars, but you're trained <laughs> no. by but like, famous world actual. Circus when you thought players. you wanted to do it, were you, like, did you have any gymnastics background? I or? was always athletic. I'm athletic. Yeah, and I was coordinated and had balance, so that's why. Seems really scary to me. So, like, a perfect example of great guy, love him to death, but there was a fantastic trapeze act when Ernie Reyes and Amy Foster did flying. Ernie trapeze. Reyes. It was a great, probably the best Circus of the Stars flying trapeze act of all time. Halfway through, they decided to add... It was uh, somebody else, Ernie Reyes Jr. and Amy Foster, and they were phenomenal. And they decided to bring in Bronson Pinchot. Ah, Balky. <laughs> Balky? Mm-hmm. Dance of Bronson, Joy? <laughs> Bronson, bless his heart, is not athletic and has no upper body strength whatsoever. No. And so he... But that he, bill. He kind of... Did, <laughs> they, should, they should have gone for Cousin Larry. <laughs> Who would, yeah, he probably did. Uh, love him to death. I think he's great. Um, should have done a solo. Like He should have like done like the funny... Plate spinning act yeah. or something. Or he shouldn't have done the a marquee act um, because it was. I mean, he hurt himself constantly. Oh was, no! Stuff. And um, I thought it degraded Ernie and Amy's skill because they were phenomenal. Oh man, that's they worked really hard at that. But I mean, Bronson, he did what he did. It was fine. It was kind of common. He's a right. So did you get voted out of the circus? 
No, 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 no. No, it's not. You it's, have it's your a, own act. It's, it's a, a show. It's a one-time one special. Yeah, it's a one-off. Yeah. Because right. back, back in the day, they changed it. You would go to Las Vegas for four or five days, and you shoot this production. It's huge. I mean, it's per diem, and you're staying at Caesars, and you shoot the show in an actual circus tent. You're in the circus. Nowadays, they would make it a competition. Yeah. And they would have it last 12 episodes. Twelve episodes. And it would be long. But this was like a one-off. They would do once a year or whatever. One-off holiday special. So you trained on your own turn. It was like, well, what was that other? We well, had to go to where uh, Network Star. Oh. There was Battle of the Network Stars, Stars, which is like track and field track, yeah, and things like that. Yeah. Relay race, softball. You know, yeah. yeah. Rock and jock, softball thing yeah. that MTV does. Yeah. Have you guys been watching that other show, that reality Olympics? Uh, you mean the actual Olympics? The, 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 yeah, the thing, yeah, the the thing Olympics? in Brazil? Yeah. yeah. Uh, no. No? Yeah, I do. I love I've, the Olympics. I've caught a bunch of events. Yeah, sure. It's great. Wasn't it an exciting year? I liked it. I've been having a fantastic time watching it. I feel like it. there's I something caught, in your they, tone that's I, well, telling like, a lie. Like, I turn it up. I, I have like certain events that I like to watch. And Such as? Tennis. Like, I would love to have watched some of the tennis matches, but... They're oh. not showing those on the regular television that I have. That really? I don't have cable. Ah, well, there you go. So, um, so I turn on Channel Four, you know, uh, NBC, <laughs> and uh, it's uh, you know equestrian. I'm like, <laughs> like I don't want to see. You know. Yeah, I've like I've never uh, been a big night, fan it's of like them. Uh, sw- like swimming is like eh. diving is fine, but like just. People swimming back and forth. Like I just want to see those strong bodies do gymnastics. Yeah, well, I do like gymnastics. Summer Olympics gymnastics is it? It's, it's insane. I was like, oh, the so gymnastics stuff is good, but the track and field stuff is like. Uh... It's just over very quickly. There's a lot of build up, but I don't know. I guess it's. I'm actually more like Winter Olympics guy. Like oh. curling is like forget it. Like I love curling. This we man were just... who just shat all over equestrian <laughs> loves curling. Curling is amazing. We were just talking about it. We were saying it's it's just curling is like something that like. Andre two, does not want to be two dudes into this. Made, oh, up, yeah. made up in their backyard in, in Canada, like in whatever. Like They're like Helsinki. Yeah. What if I, right. thousand years what if ago, I we're push so this bored. thing over there? <laughs> I've got the brooms. <laughs> I've got let's, another brooms. Let's use them in the game. <laughs> it okay. goes too far. It goes too far. Well, hey, what if we scratch the ice and slow it down? Oh, you've got a good idea. There. You're on the team. Piotr, <laughs> come over here and let's see this, and you be the thrower. <laughs> And uh, go carry that big. Let's polish this stone and see if we can make it smooth. I mean, this I, is I, a fun though. The I want, should go away more often. Curling had to have been um, fifteen hundred years ago by three bored kids, right? In, yeah. in like freezing on a fjord in Helsinki. Or something. I want to compete too. No Bronson Pinchot. You cannot. <laughs> this is not for you. I love Bronson Pinchot. I think he's fantastic. What is His he arc on SVU now? was he... creepy. Great. Oh, so good. He's been doing things. He's great in true. He's great in true romance. He's I was awesome. Say. Yeah, he's blow yeah, he's Bronson awesome. Pichu? Bronson Pinchot. Pinchot. <laughs> Do you not know his, like, he was you, in the Beverly Hills Cop. Pokemon it was Serge. That's like, <laughs> Bronson that... P- Pikachu. I'm going to you should bring that up. Can I get you an espresso, <laughs> a cappuccino? <laughs> no, no, I make, no, get the fuck out. I got uh, soured on the Olympics when I was, like, for the 92 Dream Team. I was, like, really excited Whoa, for those games. Like, super excited. Yeah. And, like, could, like they had the McDonald's glasses, they had all those. Oh, and, like, yeah. oh, I, my Chris Mullen filled up a soda. Like, whatever. <laughs> had that. Uh, but that's back before there was a million channels, right? So there's, like, one channel with Olympic right. coverage. Sure. Yeah. So they would go to a, a game. Like and it would be, like, U.S. versus Angola or whatever. And... They would it would they would show like the first like five minutes and the US would be up like twenty two to like six right. or something. They'd be like, Well, the US has clearly got this in hand. Let's now go over to this other thing you don't care about at all. Yeah. And I was like, But 
I'm I've got the McDonald's glasses. I'm did excited. You, like I want to watch. I want to watch them kick the shit out of Angola. I'm sorry, I do. When they played Lithuania, yeah. And like Lithuania had like tie dye. T- they looked like the Grateful Dead playing basketball. Yeah. <laughs> and like, but they knew they were going to lose. Yeah. So like you'd watch them, and then all of a sudden you'd see like one of the players like put his armor on Michael Jordan, yeah. turn to the crowd, and hit the, like the guy's mother would like start taking <laughs> pictures of him while they're playing the game. That's amazing. Yeah. Was, like, we're gonna, never we're the outcome was never in shit. doubt. It was yeah. like more of an honor to play against the world's best. Well, it was just a basketball players. It's like, time. well, why can't we send our best? Well, I never liked the fact that, that they, they sent changed the, the rules guys. that year. It was like we'll, they, well, they, that's well, why we changed our. That's what I'm saying. We changed the rules because we lost in '88. Right. So we're like, now yeah, we're going to send They threw a bone to Christian Leitner. The Olympics were like, the Olympic Committee was like, I guess, sure. I mean, that's... But I still think we would like, yeah, well, here you go. Here's Michael Jordan. Here's Michael... Here's that was Chris 92, Here's right? everybody. Yeah. I still think if we sent college kids... Because this is my... this is I played college basketball at that time. And that 92 era, if we sent our top 10 or college players, we still would have won. Sure. But we had that black eye from... From the '88 uh, no, loss, black eye, not that black eye. We had that black <laughs> eye Uh-oh. from '88 losing in Seoul. It was so controversial black. in that last yep. ten seconds. They're like, we can't ever lose this again. <laughs> and I always thought it was a mistake that we sent the pros. Delete. But then it, it diluted the. But then, like the years afterwards, like the pros, it started being like the second, third tier guys from the NBA, and then right, we started like it losing. Does, it does you no good. That's right. Somewhere else, go risk a hundred million dollar contract to play in. You know, London summer games. I, I still think we should have the college kids there, even though you know, even though the pro game around the world changed through the '90s and it got better, and they probably could have gotten beaten a lot. But you still send your amateurs. It's the Olympics. They yeah, because well, now, now you have the other like teams. Maybe first year. That, okay, if you're going to NBA, send your yeah, you, I like that. NBA, That's a good compromise. First year. So, well, you guys came to I should be. I should be. <laughs> hey, I'll take it. <laughs> Next, Ryan and Andre. Four years. Running for I'll Congress. remember what I said. <laughs> running for Congress, Ryan and Andre. They've got a game about brooms they want to introduce. <laughs> They've got a lot of great ideas. Now, what if they did that? What if the '92 Dream Team had to do curling? Oh, they I would win. tune into that, right? See how they do it. That's a fun new Olympic. Charles event. Barkley would have taken it and thrown it like he would have knocked over some of the grandstands because he would have just ducked it. <laughs> He would have just. This game is stupid. Dude, that's, that's terrible. That's terrible. He would have just say <laughs> shit. <laughs> it's, cold, it's cold in here, man. It's terrible. I'm freezing. It's terrible cold. It's terrible. 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 Okay. Uh, <laughs> Moving on. This, this came out of me technically asking, starting to ask about Kids Incorporated, K I D S oh. Kids, um, which you're on for four seasons, mm-hmm. uh, which is one of the longer tenures on the show. I think you and, like, I guess Fergie. I always think of, like, the main, main cast was, like, me. Hassan, Martika, Stacy, and Renee. Like, that's Kids Incorporated. Yeah. Like, and then, like, as we kind of, like, got bumped off Menudo style. Right. This, you got they older. started bringing in, like, I mean, Jennifer Love Hewitt came on, like, right after I was on there. Yeah. And then whoever else was there after me. Mario. Oh, during. Who? Mario. Mario? Oh, Mario oh, yeah, Lopez. Lopez. Yeah, well, he yeah. was the drummer. <laughs> he was the dancer. So there was, like, five principals and there was five dancers. And the dancers mm. were in the band too, but they didn't have line. Like they didn't have dialogue. They were Mario just, Lopez doesn't were, need a line. He does, yeah, he just stood there and looked fucking sexy <laughs> as shit. He's just turning the freaking heat up <laughs> just by being there. Tank tops and Jerry curl. <laughs> we need more of this kid. <laughs> So there's a decent collection of clips online from kids. A lot of that has been sure. preserved. Decent quality stuff. And there's 
Um, I mean, I, I don't know how they selected what songs you guys did. Obviously, there's some movie tie-in stuff because, like, Never Ending Story you did, Goonies Are Good Enough, uh-huh. uh, things like that, too. What was the process when they selected the music and stuff like that, too? Did you go and rehearse some? I would, and then- literally, I would get cassette tapes uh, during, like, the school year. So, like, I'd be in junior high or whatever, and they'd send me, like, a box of tapes. And they said, these are the ones that we're going to do this season. Learn them all. Whoa. And most of the time I knew them, like, because I was, you know, listening to music. So, like, right. like oh, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, we're going to do that. You didn't uh, have a person that helped you learn them? It was just on No, your... I just listened to, you know, I would yeah. just walk around with a Walkman yeah. on and, and listen to them all day. And I'd go home and I'd listen to them all night. And then they would <laughs> send me a list of the ones I was actually going to sing myself. Like, I was going to record. These were the, these are the ones you're going to do. So then I would, like, really hone in on, like, these. Like, so I would listen to them over and over again so I knew the, knew the, uh, the melodies and things like that. And then we would re- go and record them all, just all day long for, like, two weeks. We would just go into the, Michael Cruz was the musical director, and he had his studio in the back of his house, in, in like, a back house. And we would just spend all day there. Wow. And we would just go. Rasan would do one, Stacy would do one, and then they'd go, okay, Ryan, now you're going to do this and I'd go okay it's my turn and I'd go in and the music was all finished and we would record them and then when we actually filmed the show they would just do the playback and we would lip sync to ourselves and what, actually funny story is one time I had to do Glory Days by Bruce Springsteen and I don't know if you know this song yep. but it's kind of a weird melody for like the verses yeah I mean there's glory days in the wink of a young man's eye there's that you know there's the chorus but the verse is just bizarre it's like doesn't really add up and Bruce is like kind of a he has his own voice you know he's got his own thing so when I did it I tried to do it as close as I could to him Uh, and I think I did a good job when I recorded it but what I didn't do was practice it before we taped it oh no so when the playback came on I'm literally like just opening my mouth, going nah, nah. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know the words. Like, oh no, you could throw that speedball by, make you look like a fool, <laughs> you know. It's like, but I didn't know it. Like, so cut, you know, over and over again, cut, 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 and the producer finally came flying out of nowhere. He goes, "Lunch, we're done. Forget it." And he looks at me, points at me, and he goes, "Except you." Was you go go to your dressing room and learn the fucking song? He <laughs> was really mean about it, and like my mom like brought me a salad, you know, because while I was learning the thing, oh. he busted in. He goes, "You're not eating." He dumped the oh. salad on me. What? Yeah, it was crazy. That's wow. like abuse. No, it was totally <laughs> crazy. And so it was a fun set. It was the eighties, you know. Safe. I'm, I'm sure. But you just did some cocaine. Just, and, well, I you know. didn't say it, Tommy. I did not say that. <laughs> Cole said that, not me. Um, but yeah, and, but, but believe me, you can watch that clip. Glory Days, Ryan Lambert, Kids Incorporated. Go watch it. You better fucking believe I'm singing that shit word for word. <laughs> I uh, sure. He was, he, you know, I did it. Were There's, there any like most exciting <clears throat> covers you got to do or most humiliating? Either are I lovely. begged to do, to do With or Without You. I was like, can I do With or Without You? And they're like, we can't get the rights. You two won't let us do it. Paul McGinnis, man, like the manager, like said no. And I just said, I would just kill. Because like at that time, like the Joshua Tree was like my favorite album. And Aww. I thought it was just brilliant. And I'm like, this is changing my life. And like, I would kill to do With or Without You. 
and uh, they you did, fought. You did wake me up before you go. <laughs> that was my audition song. <gasps> That's my favorite clip of Kids Inc. <laughs> doing wake me up. I oh. didn't do. I didn't get to do it on the I, show. It's on. I it's think. Oh, Jerry Andre! Jerry seems like we've oh, caught you in a fib. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, we built the city. Is online of you doing that? Maybe that's what. Maybe that's what I'm saying. Mm. I don't know if I actually got to sing. Like, that's not me actually singing on that song. <laughs> I think that was Martina. But uh, yes, I'm in that production. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, but they fought tooth and nail, and they got the rights to with or without. Oh my I gosh! Got to do <gasps> it. And it's just me. I'm on the st- oh. street scene or whatever. Yes. And it's super emotional. The lights are beaming. No one else is in it. And I got to do with or without you. Oh my gosh, that's like a kid's dream. Oh, I was dying. I was in heaven. That's amazing. Was, yeah. We don't amazing. have shows like that anymore. Yeah. There's also like a clip online. Okay. Of, I, I think you guys like someone put in the comments are like they're actually doing Wild Wild Life, but someone oh. took another song and put it over it. Yeah, I'm trying to think what the song is. I think we right did now. like a YouTube. They overdubbed a YouTube. Wild, wild Life. We had to change a lot of words. I remember because they were just dirty or something. Yeah. So we had to change. The I, mild, I mild, mild. It's a mild. <laughs> I think wild, mild. I think that was one of them. I think Talking Heads. I mean, yes. when I look back and you know, when I sometimes I'll hear songs on the radio and I'll be like, why do I know this song so well? I'm like, oh fuck! I did like, I'm like, Elvis Costello song, like word for uh-huh. word. I'm like, wow, we did this song on. Uh, oh, the director just thrown a drumstick at my head. Oh wait, like, you're just gonna wear my red, red shoes. <laughs> red shoes by uh, by Elvis Costello. At the time, nice. I didn't know what Elvis Costello was. I was a little kid. Um, he was way too cool for me. But mm-hmm. um, now, when I listen to it, I'm like, oh god, I did Red Shoes on Kids Incorporated. <laughs> That's a Fucking badass. That's so I mean, that, that cool. show, That's I so watched weird. that show every Saturday morning or whatever it was on, like, pretty consistently. Yeah. Because for me, like, I was in, like, into music and stuff growing up, too. And, it, like, it kind of, because you guys weren't doing shitty songs, you were doing, like, the hits of the time or whatever. It was like, oh, wow, like, kids can be in bands. It's I could kid, maybe be in a band. Sure, yeah. And, like, then I was in a band in fifth grade very briefly. And then I get in high school. But, like, it's just, like, it gives you that, I, that, belief that like oh wait you, you could do that's this why i like it like okay so i put myself out there like a meatball with like sequin jackets and like yeah. dressing like a clown and like whatever and like being stupid and like i wasn't a very good actor and like it's stupid but like i have a lot of people that tell me that same story like we're gonna go to this convention and it's mostly for monster squad but like people will come up to me and say you know keith and like changed my life like when I watched you guys perform, I realized like I can do that too, and I'm like that's the story that I have as well. Like when I went to see E.T. Mm. in the theaters, like opening day at the Cinerama Dome in Hollywood, I saw Henry Thomas, and I'm like I can do that. Like I know what he's doing. I know that he's not Elliot. Yeah. I know that he can do it, and it changed my life. So like that's when I hear those stories. Like I started a band because I was in, I watched Kids Incorporated every day. I'm like great. I, Mission accomplished. Yeah, check. Yeah. I, can, yeah. I can check out now. I'm done. Right. Like, I, I, I did something in this world. Or even Monster Squad, too. It's like, you know, Rudy gave me the power to, like, stand up for myself or something. Or, you know, like, just the squad in general. It's like, made me feel like we can be a part. Like, I had, power I had friends that, like, we could, be, we could band together and yeah. do something important. Well, I don't know if you guys are watching Stranger Things at all or if you well, watched it. I don't it. even want to talk about that. But, like, <sighs> I literally, I, I came here. Promising myself I wasn't going to talk about Stranger Things. Well, we talked about it last show, so we don't really need to. Okay, but good. like, but that's one of the thing. That's one of the things that brought us from. Like, you know, that's there's a lot of Spielberg in it. There's a lot of Carpenter in it. There's there's a lot of Monster sure. Squad in it. Yeah. And that's uh, my question for you guys is like, when Monster Squad came out, it was not a big hit. 
because it was they didn't know how to market it right and it's a hard like it's like 12 year old boys is the best thing in the world mm-hmm. but like littler kids are scared of it older kids are like i don't know it's probably dumb whatever it falls in that weird yeah. in between it's the exact re- yeah it's the yeah go ahead so is it amazing to you guys that at this point people still fucking love it and talk about it and come to these conventions to see you guys and stuff like that too like it's the longevity of it considering that initially like vhs thank god made it a thing hbo in your video store yeah mm-hmm. and we, we just talked about that we, we talk, we'll talk about it this weekend because fans will say the same thing um it does they found and then i think that's kind of what made the connection even stronger because they found it on their own and they found it and they're like wow i really connect with this and i mean we talk almost i almost say ad nauseum about this exact topic but it's topic but it's uh, it is a thing and true monster squad fans are really really connected to that movie for some reason and whether they identify with the character or like what you were just talking about with that hey it made me you know bond with my group of friends or I built a treehouse in my backyard there's also a lot of people that are professionals in this industry writers directors creature effects guys or whatever that are doing what they're doing and they'll sit and tell you goes because of that movie wow that's the movie that made me do what I wanted oh, made well because it is such I a specific today. niche that it like I think if it speaks to people it really <clears throat> speaks to people and especially yeah. if it taps into the nostalgia of like what we were talking about with Kids Incorporated too just that moment as a young kid that maybe you feel like you're weird or different and then you see people doing something you're like oh that's a thing that can be done I resonate with that yeah. Really connects. yeah and I think we get that a lot with Monster Squad and like Ryan gets that with Kids Inc yeah and which is really cool and I think the thing why Kids Inc was good because people think like oh my god Kids Inc that you know that Saturday morning corn. I was like that show wasn't corny they put a lot of work into doing that yeah. show and the key of this is because all the you know, and, and Ryan joined Troy, but they hired actual talented kids for that show. If you do that show today, you would hire the faces and have and someone work them to, fa- to play yeah. guitar, auto tune. Yeah, they hired talented people to do that show. Yeah, a lot of them went on to recording. Oh yeah, Jerry Shrove, you had yeah. Stacy, you something. Those are all talented individuals, and that's why it works. Even if your lip doesn't matter, you're recording the show, and then you've got to perform. Yeah, yeah. And don't think that show was easy. Oh my god! I can't imagine being a kid with that kind of. They're doing two things. You're doing a television show. You got to learn your blocking, learn your three episodes a week, and then you had to record a lot. And they did a lot. That's crazy. How? So you guys, you were able to go to regular school during the year, and then they yeah, we just shot it in the summer. So you had really fun, relaxing summers. That's that was my summer. Were you like, oh, "Oh, I'm so glad to be back at school? (laughs) (laughs) Actually, you know, like because those because we were kids, and it was all kids on the show like that was, they were like my brothers and sisters right yeah. so like when I was at school I was like I missed them so much oh. and you know even when we got a little older you know I mean maybe there was some like crushes going on you know what I mean like yeah. we, we had like that summer camp there was a boyfriend like... girlfriend things going on you know hiding in the dressing rooms and oh. being kooky little kids whatever um, but yeah I mean, we shot it was like on Mondays we would shoot all the acting scenes and then Tuesday we would rehearse oh wait Monday we would rehearse the acting scenes and blocking Tuesday we would shoot all the acting scenes Wednesday we would rehearse all the live band stuff like on the stage with the, and then Thursday we would shoot those for all three for all three episodes, episodes of every week yeah. whoa and then uh, Friday we would rehearse the production numbers the big production numbers for each of the three episodes. And then on Saturday, we would shoot them. And then uh, on Sunday, we would get the scripts for the next, 
for the next day. So Sunday, we would go home, and I would learn my lines for Monday. Wow. So I was working, I was like seven days a week all oh summer gosh. long. We were, we would do that. That's why I don't think that show Kids Incorporated. Yeah, right, yeah. No. What was great, I love Kids, Inc., and I have a connection to it like people do, is because I was around with that core group of where all of those original cast members came from was that showcase show at the Roxy, which was on Sunday afternoons. And it was a whole showcase of talented kids and teenagers. And I think it was called uh, Too Short for Primetime Players. Mm-hmm. It was and a live show? It, mm-hmm. it was a live show every Sunday like at it the too? Roxy. No. No. It was just like no, a no, place yeah. happening? It's just a show. It was a Roxy? showcase Whoa. for talented kids and there was great bands and it's like, this is where Josh Freeze came from, mm-hmm. Jimmy Keegan, uh, Jerry Shrew, I'm like, I had it, it, this is wild. It reminds me of Marta like was there. The, was all and kids Pee Wee Herman show. Kids like, Inc. Spurned from that was from like that this thing from oh UCB. Yeah, loved you know, it. Was just like it was just the Pee Wee Herman show, and you went to go see the Pee Wee Herman show. Yeah, it was yeah. A big production. I love. No, that it wasn't televised. It wasn't anything. Nope. And then that's where that's where Pee Wee came from. You know. And uh, was it was really a lot cool. dirtier. Like, it was crazy. Oh, yeah. I used to watch the HBO PB yeah, Show right. special right. all the time yeah. growing up. The Mr. So Bungle cool. short is, like, the greatest thing ever. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's amazing to me. Actually, I, we, we would go to these events sometimes, like just, like, charity things. And when we were kids, we'd go, you know, meet. Sometimes we'd go to, like, a children's hospital and, like, mm-hmm. go talk to kids. And I went to one. It was huge. I don't, I don't know if you were there or not. Um, but like Schwarzenegger was there it was great. it was like the biggest one I've ever been to we were all like walking around and I walked into this room and I was talking to this kid and the kid was like oh my god I love Kids Incorporated and like you're my favorite and like can you sign this and I was signing it and Paul Rubens walks in as Pee Wee just like in full <gasps> oh. uh, you know awesome. full cost full character and everyone's like going wild and then he turns to me and he goes I love Kids Incorporated this is my favorite oh my <laughs> he goes, can, can I get one of your pictures um, and I'm like, uh, like, can can we swap? Can we like ha- be best friends? <laughs> yeah. Like, can we like, do we know each other now? Like, so I gave him one of my pictures, and then he gave me one, and he wrote, "Hi oh. Ryan, I love you" on it, and I still oh, have it. Oh my gosh, that's, great. that's a Keep treasure! That. Yeah, no, oh. yeah. That's amazing. He's a truly. That is amazing. Anyway, we're, we, uh, the squad. Um, <laughs> Let's go back to squad. So, I mean, I, I'm one of those people. That I, I was one of the 12 year olds that it hit perfectly and then saw it. You know, I don't think I saw it in the theater. I think I saw it a million times on HBO mm-hmm. and wore the VHS tape out. But mm-hmm. special to me, you know, definitely hit my thing. And I've loved it throughout the years and still revisit it whenever they do screenings places. I tend to pop in because it's always fun to watch. And a lot of people don't realize it's Shane Black that wrote it, which is great too uh, and Fred Decker amazing it's like such a good thing great effects great everything and I know that like you, they were supposed to be the Universal Monsters at first and then that didn't happen so it's kind of semi knockoffs but they're iconic monsters in general so you can get away with it um, I guess my question is I don't know <laughs> but, uh, so you're, you're both like you're very different you're very different characters in it in that like uh, Andre, you're basically like the leader of the squad, and then Rudy comes in as the cool, probably the coolest person on the planet when you're watching it at that time period. Right. I mean, your appearance initially is like you're lighting a match off your shoe mm-hmm. on a bike before you make Jason Hervey mm-hmm. eat a uh, Snickers bar mm-hmm. off the ground. Um, so <laughs> the very different approaches to your characters, I'm sure. Uh, what, how... How did you go about portraying these guys? Like, what were did they, did Fred give you anything to base it off of? Or say, like, my, the first thing that always comes to mind when people ask that question is when I went to wardrobe for the first time. The wardrobe lady was putting leather jackets on me, and 
she was just taking pictures. Like, does this one look good? For she was doing it for herself. It had nothing to do with me. You know, it was just like, do I like this look? Do I like yeah. this leather jacket? Do I like that? I, I could see her mind working, and then she put this one on me that uh, wound up being the jacket I wore in the film. And she was taking pictures, and I said, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel like something I would wear. And she goes, you're not playing you. So you have to adjust. To, you're, you're a different person now. Hmm. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I, t- I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> so now when I see it, I look at the film, I said, if you took that jacket away, you took the cigarette out of his mouth and just let him say the lines, he's kind of a goofball. He's not... He's not cool. I mean, he, he it's all appearance. It's all yeah. about like what's on the surface. Like, but if you really dig deep into like his, like there's a line the, that Ashley says as Phoebe, she says, "I heard he killed his dad." It's like it's all rumors. It's yeah. all like who is this person? But isn't that every cool person? Yeah, you take away their cool the thing. things and their confidence. Is James Dean yeah. cool in Rebel yeah, exactly. Cause? He's not The poster looks cool and you think he's cool because he's kind of just like defiant and like because, but he just doesn't know who he is. Right. Like, so it's all... I and mean, also, like, if you think about it, and not to demean like, the other characters in the film, but like, why is this junior high kid hanging out with these kids yeah. that are like... that Before like, even the monsters appear to them... He's so lonely. He's just there. Yeah. He's like, I want to be in the club, too. Right. <laughs> he's like, why can't I be with you guys? So he's kind of a dork. Uh, that... What, you can make up your own past for him, whether right. he killed his dad or not. I'm sure his dad's at home going, son, how you doing? Ding, yeah. ding, you want a steak? You know, right. but, uh, you know, maybe he doesn't like his, his personal life or whatever, but like he is, he wants to be a part of something. That's all it is. It's just like, who wants, who doesn't want to be a part of a club? And you're right. That gets the whole talking about, if you talk about somebody enough, it just adds a lot of weight to them. Right. Especially when they like, like one of the best like talk about appearances is is Orson Welles in Third Man. Mm. They spend the first half of the movie talking about Harry Lyme, right? And like just the fact that they talk about him so much that it just even if he just he walked in, be like, "Hey guys, I'm Harry Lyme," yeah. you'd be like, "Oh my god, <laughs> oh here he is!" Right. But then he has the coolest entrance ever, where he's like hiding in the shadows <laughs> in this doorway and just kind of comes right. out, and you're just like, Brilliant. "Fuck yeah!" Like it's he that is. kind of thing. So like. Yeah, whenever you just talk about somebody, it's like in a play. If you, somebody's in Act Two and you talk about them all through Act One, when they finally appear, it's a Where big fucking it? deal, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. It's the same kind of deal there. Mm-hmm. How about for you, Andre? What went into uh, to playing Sean? You know what's interesting is a, a, a lot of people, a lot of people don't. I originally read for Rudy. Oh, I know. I auditioned at the screen tester for Rudy because my body of work leading up to that was the kid with a lot of hair and a lot of hair product and, <laughs> and leather jackets. And I mean, if you honestly watch like the shows leading up to that, it was, that's why I read for that. And, um, I, a couple weeks later, cause I know Ryan, cause I know his audition story cause it's great. Um, I read for Rudy and we all, we actually screen test with the same scene. And then I got a call, you know, a couple weeks later or whatever, after the final screen test I was like, Hey, that movie you read for you got, and it's like, but you didn't get the role you read for. And I was like, oh, I, some might have like, you got the lead. They cast you as the lead instead. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I was the cool character. So I was always a little, I was like, oh, man. But uh, I, I always say it worked out perfect because everybody's where they're supposed to be. Because Ryan's a much better Ruby than I ever would have been. And if you needed an insufferable know-it-all that would constantly try to get a bunch of people to do what he wants. That's totally me. <laughs> and um, 
the only thing I did like is because my – and Ryan will attest because he gets it too. Is my hair was my thing. Your guy had cool hair. If you look at Teen Magazine, all this stuff, that's, that's the hair. And I had to go in like the week before we shot it's and they just dorked up my hair. Oh, no. I mean, they – t- It's you like, do? you know – a studio hairstyle of makeup her taking scissors and closing her eyes and going snip, 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 snip. <laughs> oh. And I'm like, no. This was my thing. And then a kid who wears a, a homemade iron-on Stephen thing King that says Stephen King rules. Yeah. It doesn't get dorkier than that. <laughs> now it's cool because people walking around with Stephen King rules shirts. But uh, the iron-on thing, I mean, like... $25. People, you know, wearing an iron-on shirt, I mean, that's so... And it doesn't really even, like, fit me, because I think I probably, like, Sean Crenshaw probably made that shirt, like, three years prior, and he had, like, a half-inch growth spurt, and, like, over those three years. And, like, it's a little tiny. He's wearing bad jeans, and, like, if you notice a lot of, like, my shoes untied some of the time, like... Because we're supposed to be a bunch of... We're really... Stand By Me is my favorite kids' adventure movie. I think Monster Squad's a close top five with that, maybe second. But those are a bunch of misfits and dwarfs that shouldn't be hanging out together. And so is Monster Squad. And uh, that's why I think because <laughs> it worked. Even the cool kid wants to be a part of something. But to play the role, it really, like I said, I don't, I don't think it was great acting. I think it came natural. <laughs> Insufferable Noah all trying to get a group of people to do what he wants them to do. Typecasting? I don't know. Maybe. There you go. Well, you guys just started a podcast that ties yeah. in, sort of. Uh, squad, no, I think Squadcast. It ties in yeah. Um, and you literally just did the first episode, right? Yeah. Like it's it's Couple fresh. It's fresh. It's up now. Um, RyanandAndre.com. Okay. Uh, but yeah, you know, we thought Ryan and I have been kicking around that idea. I was always, I've been wanting to do it for so long. Ryan and I hang out and sit and have a drink or go have lunch. Or just, and our conversations were sitting going, you realize. The last 45 minutes is our podcast. Yeah. It's you and me talking about stuff and our stories. Because Ryan has so many cool, great stories. I have some cool, great stories. Then we back back and forth, but it's our perspective on those stories that make it interesting. Yeah. And then we make fun of other people. That's just our Wednesday night hanging out. But you guys have such great chemistry. I guess you've known each other forever. But even just, like, as you walked in today, it's so fun to just watch you guys talk to each other. (laughs) I I can imagine listening to the same thing. I think, and what's great is because uh, we didn't see each other for years. Really? Years and years and years. Oh, yeah. (gasps) What happened? Because Ryan's older. (laughs) <laughs> it was cool back then, not well, now. I was in San Francisco for 15 it, years, yeah. years in North and I was Carolina. In North Carolina for oh, wow. Better part of 20 back and forth, going to college, playing basketball, coming back, then going back there for other stuff. And um, we really kind of connected in you know, that, an- that 20th anniversary year or 19th anniversary year at the Alamo. And then we stayed in contact. And then we would do events and we'd see each other. And then we, I moved back to L.A. like two and a half years ago. And Ryan moved back shortly after that. And... Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it, we we're do, both I trying to get like, projects off the ground in LA, yeah. so we've been yeah. helping each other. Like, you know, I have a pilot, he has a pilot, so we've been writing together, we're like bouncing ideas off each other, and then we have our own ideas that we want to do together. And then, like he said, like we've been talking, and then we're like, Jesus, this is a let's just let's just, yeah. let's just finally get someone hit this out on there. This. Yeah. Let's just finally do it. And so. like, we also like we our dynamics are completely different. Like, we're I think we work well off each other because our personalities are completely different. Yeah. You know? Um, you know, I'll, 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 he'll spend the whole podcast drinking iced tea and I'm drinking whiskey, you know what I mean? So, like, <laughs> you, know, you know, and then it gets out of hand and by, you know, look, he said, he told me the day he's like, yeah, we listen, I, we listen back to our podcast. And he says, yeah, about, uh, it's half, 41 mark, you're 41 done. mark, you're, 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 you're gone. <laughs> 
That's one thing you'll notice. Like as you start podcasting more, you'll listen if you listen to them. You'll realize the vocal patterns you get into, and like yeah. things you say too much. And I would you'll, never listen. You'll. I mean, early on, I realized I that my thinking word is like. So the first like twenty, there it is. Yeah. But but that's a quantifier because <laughs> uh, it's an approximation. Like like twenty episodes okay, is, is a qualifier. Okay. I'm saying it a lot, and then when I realized it, I still do it, but not as much because I made myself just stop to think yeah. as opposed to being. Throwing like you know before I went into it. Well, that's a regular conversational thing too, and I think as actors you do that too because most people will say um, uh, and you can't do that when you're in a conversation in a scene or something. No, really. Unless okay. it's supposed to be. Yeah. There. I mean, you can if you had it, but um, hopefully that'll translate a little bit. But we have fun. I mean, we have fun, and we have a. Like you said we're very similar, but we're very different, and but we come kind of from the same. We have very similar. Experience. The same cloth. Yeah. And, um, and, and we're both irreverent and wacky. You both and used BMX gear <laughs> long before the X Games. That's right. That's right. Yeah. But, we uh, need to, we guys, we yeah, should write a BMX a movie. That's I think cool. it's time. It's been a while. Another another BMX, another, another, we had Rad. We had Rad. BMX Bandits. Say, they, and that was about it. What was the second one? BMX Bandits. I remember that one. It's Australian. Rad. It's early Nicole Kidman. She's oh, like a teenager. Sh- and it's about these kids on BMX bikes that like oh, end up getting in trouble with smugglers or whatever. Probably. I think every Australian actor is in some point. There's only like 11. Yeah. No, Planchettes. Uh, yeah, back. let's write it. Mm. Well, let's and do first. Better. What are you guys they're doing? All better are, you, are you performing anywhere? I know you always invite me to these things, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, it's in Santa Monica. Yeah. Like, I live downtown. Oh, yeah. it's like, how I, I, I don't drive, so it's like I could never get there. I would come every, every time you train. have one. But I know the train. Yeah, the train will like, get you there now. Train. Hour and a half. Yellow, yellow line. <laughs> Hour and a half. Yeah, we both ride. do a lot of improv and sketch and things yeah, around. Stuff and stuff in that Santa Monica and then at, at Groundlings and you do a lot of writing. You do Groundlings stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. I love that so fun. Yeah, it's all good. Just all the same hustle. We're all doing that hustle. All hustling. Yeah, man. Every day we're hustling. Yeah, I love that world, the UCB, Groundlings. Yeah. It's all fun. It's all, it's all fun stuff. Huge. Making yeah. stuff up and having fun. It's huge. Did you guys see the new uh, Mike Berbiglia The film? Don't Think Twice? No, I haven't seen Not it. Not yet, but I would um, love to. Uh, my girl saw it, and she like just went gaga over it. Like I, I'm a huge fan of his. So and I, Yeah. Um, but I hear it's amazing. I know. I've only but heard I was wondering like, that world, because I'm not in that world. I'm not in the improv world or anything like that. But I love like at least going to see it and, and, and knowing people that do it. Um, the whole concept of that film about like one person blowing makes up. it onto Sarah, yeah. Sarah and How, Live like, type show. Like, is what happens to you? I mean, you guys know people that have yeah. gone on to mm-hmm. like the... The show, the bigger, as yeah, I say, like the big time. Go, yeah, you, yeah. yeah, you get, you get, you move it's, on to it's the show. The room of improv. Like yeah. what, ha- <laughs> what happens to you? In the, I mean, is there bitterness? Is there jealousy? Do you hope that they like? You, can you rope onto them? I mean, that is will like, they help you? That is one of the things or I'm, they just I'm worried about. Go goodbye. Seeing it, yeah, that's one of the things I'm worried about. Seeing it is like it's going to be very like it's close to home. It might, yeah, it's very close to like my world. So like, I'm a little scared to yeah. watch it. I'm excited think, no. to see it, but. I love that feeling that anything can happen to anybody, and I don't. I don't know. I'm sure it'll be like contentious, or else there couldn't be a movie. Like what's going on in there? But the people we all wish him luck. The end. Credits roll. I think a lot of the world, the improv world, though, it is people. You don't do it to get famous. It's so fun. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like you have to really be committed to making things up and trying to be present and trying to be okay with like the ephemeral nature. So I think it's a little less. 
overall in LA cutthroat than a lot of the little puddles you'll find yourself in where it's like you got this gig but I didn't because it's like everyone kind of knows you do your own thing right yeah. you know yeah. or else you couldn't different. Do it. it's like because the stand up world is completely different people, yeah, like, different. people yeah. like to put the two together and it's, they're not so different and the underworld and that community is so and, and that that's not really cutthroat everybody really kind of gives a shit about each other yeah and you can watch great docs or behind the scenes stuff that's great but um, you said something interesting that, you know, it's it's one of those things in the stand-up world, too, in improv or acting, is, hey, anybody can make it at any time. Yeah. But what's also more important that you have to understand is you can unmake it just as quickly. Yep. And, you know, if if, if you can understand that before you actually make it, then you might be... Then you might get you this might way. Be a little yeah. Bit <laughs> it's very true. And I think it's just about anything. I mean, I just like watching someone like, yeah, like Amy Schumer's, like, Inside Amy Schumer, like her show. You watch it, and you're like... Oh, there's that comedian. Oh, there's that guy. I've seen him. I'm like, oh, she's kind of bringing people along. Yeah, she's yeah. her friends for in. the ride. Yep. Yeah. Well, the thing that happens is because it's a community and there's pods And you know who you community. work well with. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, you already have established relationships. And I, and I think that's a good thing instead of just having, especially someone like Amy Schumer would have enough influence to say, hey, I, you know, this is what I'm doing. And some network exec not going to go, no, I saw this guy over at... Uh, you know, flappers. Yeah. And, uh, I want, I want him or this girl. She was really hot. This woman showcase yeah. and she's going to be in. Yuck, yuck. Yeah. And uh, she likes my turtleneck and, uh, no, she doesn't. But, but I, think, I don't Trust. think that's a new thing because what I, I think friends help. And you touched on it. Like Ryan's got a great project that I totally want to produce and develop or just get a deal done and get it out there and help it get launched. Cause I think it's genius. And I read it. He told me about it. I read the script. I read it in Ryan's, Voice, so I got it. Um, if you don't know Ryan as well, then it's still funny, but it's not really super funny because right. you know exactly where the beats are and the looks. And I think it's great, so it should it should happen. And likewise, you know, we help each other out. And like, I have a pilot. We shot the show. I'm shopping that now. We have the episode. Uh, if that show goes, I mean, he's on it. I mean, he's, right. he's probably in my writing room. Yeah. Um, but because. Uh, God knows I'm going to need people to help if you guys are free. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love to bet. We're in. But, and I understand that because that's just how I am anyway. Uh, but I was doing a show many, many years ago with uh, Peter Scolari, who this is after a great show called Bosom Buddies. Oh, yeah. Peter Scolari was the talented one that got a network show. Mm-hmm. Tom Hanks hadn't started working again. Oh, my gosh. And um, he, he was a lead on an ABC sitcom, big time sitcom, big cast. It's called Baby Makes Five. And Peter's from New York and, you know, grew up living out of your car in the Greenwich Village and performing. And uh, Peter's a juggler. And so I learned, I, got, I learned how to juggle. Peter's the reason I got on Circus of the Stars. Whoa. There you go. Because he had done the act before. He did so juggling it. Then he did High Wire. Then he did Double Cradle. So people help each other. We were doing this show and the character Peter's playing is this dad of three kids and his wife's pregnant in the pilot. And she has twins and there's five kids. Um and these two wacky grandmas that are completely different. And we had Eugene Roach as guest on the, like the boyfriend. But he's an accountant and he needed an office mate. And Peter, at the time, being the lead of the show, was like, hey, I have a friend that I'd like to at least read or bring in. Can, he, can we bring him as this guy? This guy named Joe. And he was so funny. He had like a scene or two in three episodes of the six that we did. And he was so funny. And because Peter brought him from New York to do that, it was Joe Regaluto. Oh, nice. Who, a year after that show, whatever, ended up in the lead on yeah. Murphy Brown. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. And that, 
that's how that's how that goes. How it all goes, yeah. And it's uh, and Joe's, oh my god, he was so funny. And I love Peter Scully to death. He's one of my favorite people on this planet. And um, he, God, he needs. I mean, he was great in the Madoff thing. I mean, he's a great actor. He's a very he still he does a lot on Broadway. Still, he's he on does. Girls. He's back in New York. He's doing yep. stuff. He's on Girls. He's great. Yep. Um, he, you know, a lot of people's like, oh, that guy only works because he's Tom Hanks' friend. I'm like uh, the other way around. Peter <laughs> Scully had his own network show before Tom Hanks did Splash. You know, right. it's, you know, it's great. But uh, th- and it, but just reminded me of you and I talking about our stuff and then that community type thing. That's that, that still happens. Yeah, you want to find I think your it's people a good and you want to help your people. Thing. Yeah, totally. Let's do firsts. Great. It's a different first from life every time. This comes out of the fact that Andre, you were in a commercial for uh, uh, ET, the Atari game. It was, uh, I knew you were going to say E.T. or Poochie. Yep. <laughs> uh, E.T. is notoriously like one of the least bought cartridges, biggest flops. They're buried in the desert in Arizona. They, they were did actually, a whole like, documentary. Yeah, the documentary is amazing. Yeah, I'm in the documentary. Show, there it show is. The it's great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Zach so, still never called and asked if he could do that. Oh, really? I put a call into his office just to have lunch, but I haven't heard back. There you go. <laughs> Maybe uh, when he gets that $20. Yeah, i got to get that 20 bucks. Zach Penn's going to call me. Yeah, like, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, anyway, sorry. Go so the first question is, what was the first Atari game you remember being into? Uh, I think it was probably uh, we had some friends that lived in Las Vegas. The family name was the Howells. It was my sister's friend from the pageant world. I remember going to their house and they moved. They used to live in Victorville and it was Haunted House. I love that game. When you go and you hit the light and you only sit. Yeah, Haunted House. You you go down to go to the different floors. Yep. You got to go find the different parts of the vase or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. Yeah. Good game. Uh, How about you, Ryan? Adventure. Oh, nice. That was my first, like, I'm playing this, like, every second of the day. It was just, like, a box. I think it was kind of like Haunted House. I think it was the same. Well, I think it was much premise. different. Yeah, had a couple of different colors. Right, yeah. <laughs> That's all they were. It was like, we'll change this to blue. Right. Um, yeah, it was just a box, and there was, like, a dragon, and then you got the key, and then you had to go into another room and yeah. like, unlock that yeah. box or whatever. Nice. Yeah, yeah. adventure. Yeah, good mm-hmm. game. Then yeah. I said, yeah, one. Atari's really not in my time frame um my closest to the realm of that kind of game was a space uh, like a game called space quirks space on our apple quirks. and you used a joystick and well, you shot the apple it. joystick not to keep not at least just the button but, you know, yeah 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 it was very cool uh so space quirks was pretty special <laughs> nice. to me like cool it. how about you pew, 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 pew. i'm pretty sure it's pitfall Pretty that sure. Was a later one, oh, that was though. later. That's but the one I remember being. But I also yeah. played like Defender a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, which might have come yeah. first. So Defender, and, and Berserk. Asteroids. Berserk, I liked a lot too. Yeah. Uh, and definitely played Haunted House. It's I just hard to like that weren't in early. Haunted like, House. Yeah. Was like early. They got a little better when they got to Defender than Pitfall. But yeah. yeah. Pitfall was like that. Was like whoa! This is another level totally of graphics. Different. Like yes. there's, right. there's a guy. There's like, moving there's stuff. Actual like looks like a. Kind of a human person, like <laughs> swinging, <laughs> swinging across an the alligator profile. Yeah, I love paper that. boy. I love that it was like yes. the, oh, that yeah, was when it was, was like okay, shit. now we're like now we're getting into like some like virtual reality. Yeah, I still have a twenty six hundred <laughs> packed away with a bunch of games. You still have? Yeah, every oh, once in a while, I'll bust it awesome. out and play it. But yeah, it's, at your apartment. Uh huh. It's an, it's not hooked up to a TV permanent. It's but in it's a box. Like right. I've got one of those fix. ones that you like. Just it, it's just a joystick. And it has and like, every oh, game. Yeah, 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 I've got Miss Pac Man and 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 Galaga is like that was that's my jam. Galaga is like. Well, I got the cartridges that I'll That's plug like I'll, 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 Do you I'll, have an ET I'll Atari? Get a tournament. I do. Cartridge? Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. You have ET. How oh, many yeah. people have that? That game. Not, uh, not well, not, well, it's very readily available. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's. There's a bunch of them in Mexico. It's a bunch 
just, it just <laughs> flopped when it came out because like there's high expectations and the gameplay is terrible and like people hated it. So, oh, is that why it flopped? Like, <laughs> well, he <laughs> made that game in five weeks. He yeah. only had five or six months to make a game, and they made him do it before Christmas, and he had five weeks to make a game. Yeah. And then Who they, made this, Mr. Atari? No, I forgot his name. He's the lead game it. developer. Watch the doc. Oh, did this ruin his life? It's great. I don't want to say it ruined it, but I think it changed. It was it. a low point. It, it wasn't his life. Atari folded shortly after that as a company. Oh it's no! It's a billion dollar company. Oh it's a great doc. Like that one failed. Yars Revenge What's was a the big flop. Yars. <laughs> Do you know the documentary's um, called? Uh, game over. Et Atari. Yeah, I think something uh, like that. Yeah. Zach Penn is a great. It's a great doc. It's not great. long either. It's just over an hour. It's like hour and ten minutes or whatever. It's it's good and like yeah, it's all on there. Check that out. I will. Um, so let's just we can skip my questions I think because we're, okay. we're let's go to yours. I think um, you guys have you ever met an Olsen twin either of you? Well, of course, I used to work on the stage next to them when I was on the Hogan family, and, and Full House was next door. How was that? Well, they were like <laughs> in strollers, so and so talented. Did and, you always know they would go so far? Uh, I did not. <laughs> um, Are you you never had an inkling? No, because um, you know. Did you play on the Full House set? set? Did you know sure, Comet really, the I, dog? I, I knew Candace uh, and Jody. They were a little bit younger. Did you get um, to go in that bedroom? I've been on that set. Sure, we, I joined the cast of the Hogan Family like a couple years before the show ended, and I was supposed to run, go through the run because they brought in a character for the younger brothers, Jeremy and Danny, um, Jeremy Lake and Danny Ponzi, and. Because Bateman had his two friends, and then they brought in, once the twins got old, not Danny and Jeremy are supposed to be twins. Didn't work. But, <laughs> not um, the Olsen twins. The, not the Olsen twins. And uh, they brought in like this kind of like guy that was the bad influence for them. That was kind of the shady character. And um, But probably a misunderstood. Did you ever feel like right. Uncle Jesse was your uncle? It, no. I mean, it was oh, like, more, it's like, you more of an Uncle I, the, Joey. The different thing okay. I, I wasn't really a Full House fan, but you okay, watch it. okay, funny. we're moving on. Um, <laughs> Mr. Lambert, have you? <laughs> was like we were next door to Webster I, on another also, show I did, and he was on. Oh I yeah, was on Webster. Um, did you walk through the clock sidebar? Did you go through the clock? I only got to do a scene at like in, at a school. I was Damn never it. like in, in the their house. family world or whatever. Although, I, whatever the dad's name, the football player, was his name? Uh, Alex Garris. Yeah, Alex Garris, yeah. Yes, I did get to work. He was in the scene. So I did yeah. get to work with him. And um, uh, and Webster. We'll get to the Olsen. Oh. And uh, my, really first, my, your first time, episode, my episode of Webster was the first job that, uh, what's her name, did Carla Gucci? Gugino. 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 It was her first job. So... If you watch my episode of Webster, she's like the little cute little girl in it oh. with me. So, boom, score. Nice. Um, Olsen twin. I didn't. I don't think. I don't think I ever saw them or met them. But um, my son went to school with their sister, Elizabeth. Elizabeth, and and he was in all the plays. They were in all the plays together. Oh my god! So I watched my son and her in A Midsummer Night's Dream, <gasps> and a few other things. So she's I an met incredible her. Actor. Yeah, she's a great actor. Yeah, wow. So uh, that's as close as I've ever gotten. That's very to that close. Family. It's, and I it's really pretty close. Yeah. Not what you were expecting. No. I got so a little something that. new. Yeah. So it was like a refreshing and, answer. And because um, my son went to a school in the Valley uh, where all the actors' kids went, so 
Uh, I would go to one of his plays, and I'd be sitting next to Sally Field and Denzel Washington and Forrest Whitaker and Magic Johnson, and I'm like, and then me, and then my son was the star usually of the, these productions, so they would all come up to me like, "Oh, your son was amazing." I'm like, "Can I get a picture with?" So you in 1984, <laughs> in your game against the Celtics, like, why didn't right. you oh pass? Oh my the ball? god, <laughs> you would have. I was the guy from uh, Airplane, <laughs> right? <laughs> Asking Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> that was Rossi Harris. <laughs> Is your son still pursuing acting? No, he's uh, in one of the biggest punk bands in Los Angeles right now. They're Boom. called No Parents. Oh, ouch. They're huge. Yes. Sting. If you can go look them up, you'll hear some uh, little 30-second ditties about uh, punk rock stuff. Well, I'm into it. Yeah, they're really good, actually. So yeah, mostly like the metric yeah. system. Yes. Uh, <laughs> cool. Are we back to math now? <laughs> yeah. We always it was more like it math. would be more about like fuck the metrics and so, like, right. like everything's like fuck them. Fuck. Please make them. You guys song together. About that. We're doing a new question. This okay. is called squad goals. Squad goals. To- together, you guys get to add three people to your ideal squad. Um, mm. They should be characters. It can be from either TV or movies of any ilk. You're kind of you know ragtag squad that could take things on. Uh, Ray Donovan. Ooh, good call. Agreed. Okay, oh, great. No, well, I'm not sharing. I agree. Yes. 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 Okay. Go. I, I, three you have to work total. Together. Oh, three total. Yeah. So I, I got Ray. So you have veto over one of his choices. Ooh. Oh, and I like this. Oh, this game's interesting. But okay. Um, it's very interesting, isn't anybody. it? Anybody. <laughs> <laughs> one of the most interesting games since curling. Here it is. <laughs> can Bronson Pinchot be on your squad? <laughs> can Can I say Captain America? Oh, that's an amazing squad choice. So obvious. <laughs> I might veto that's that so one. That's so obvious. Veto, that's fine. No, just, I mean, I would go like Hank, Hank Moody or something. Like, let's just get him in there. Well, that's three. Duchovny from uh, Californication. Ew, you don't want him on your squad. <laughs> I what do. What are you doing? Ryan does. We need someone he's to fuck the, everything. He's the grown-up Rudy. <laughs> you the do not grown, want He's him. the grown-up Rudy. No, uh, he's a mess. <laughs> he's a wreck. He's emotionally unavailable. He'd write the whole thing. He'd be. He'd write the... Oh, uh, he'd narrate <laughs> it all. Jesus. Oops, sorry, everyone. That's okay. Can it's, I have, it's new company. Oh, shit. <laughs> hey, I heard that shit. Sorry, Hank. I have to pee while you decide your Can I say Magnum right. P.I.? Whoa. I'm fine with that. Because then I have friends with a helicopter and mob connections. You can ask my next one, All right, we'll do. Wow. She's her bladder. That's pretty good for her. She's now it's like the world is open. Like, you can, do, like you can say anything. I know, right? You said it could be a character or a real person. I know. No, I think it's good. Nice. All right. She always says murder, marry, make love. I'm going to call it what it really is. Fuck, marry, kill. Okay. Uh, Frankenstein, Dracula, werewolf. The wolf man. Wh- so, which monster? Our monsters? The, uh, sure. Of these three, of those three, one you gotta fuck, one you gotta marry, one you gotta kill. You've killed two out of the three of these. (laughs) Ryan did, did. we know. (laughs) God, it's so easy. It's so easy. Just make it known. Um, Keep saying it over and over. Go. What do you got? Fuck, marry, kill? Yeah. Frankenstein. I'd probably kill Frankenstein. He's useless. Yeah, he doesn't. He's in the way. Friend. I'd probably. I think we're probably gonna have the same. I think we're gonna have the same one. We're gonna have this. We're gonna have the same list here. I might. I might fuck the werewolf. Oh, that's going well. Dark style. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'd marry Dracula. Why? I think he'd just be like cool to hang out with. Like he'd be like a good wingman. Like we can we can get married, but then we. Ryan, you haven't done your dishes. (laughs) (laughs) Blah. Okay, our list isn't. 
Uh, I'd fuck our Dracula because he was hot and really good. Um, I would marry Mummy because you don't have doesn't eat much oh, we and doesn't talk there? much. No, and Mummy's out of there. Oh, I thought you said Mummy. Frankenstein, Dracula, werewolf. Well, you, we just sorry, saw a sorry. window in okay. your soul. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Definitely marry and cherish the Mummy. Completely changed. Yeah, Frankenstein's kind of useless unless you need something off the top shelf. Um, <laughs> That's a good point. He's intimidating. Uh, Dracula can drive, so he could. Lie. I guess maybe. Yeah, maybe I'd marry Dracula. Maybe I'd amend it since mummy's not an option. To I don't know why I just got hamstrung by this <laughs> fictional game. But uh, yeah, kill Frankenstein. Um, Sex werewolf. No, that's too much fur on both sides here. I, I got hair <laughs> oh, you're both protected that way. Yeah. Um, Plus, most of the most of the month he's just a dude. Most of the one. <laughs> Most of the month, he's just a dude. Yeah. He's a werewolf, like three yeah, days. Oh, so oh, wait, hold on. Now, wait, hold on. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. You, you said werewolf. You, you, you said didn't werewolf. say the guy who no. turns into the werewolf. I mean, technically, a werewolf. Are we talking like about guy. the guy? Are we talking about Jonathan? Are we talking about just someone shady? Yeah, it would be John Grease, right? Yeah. Um, oh, I'd marry John Grease. I would marry John Grease. Forget it. Yeah. I can never let Cole ask a question. But then, but three, but three of the days he is wolfing out. I would go on a golf trip to Palm Springs. So it's fine. All right. You could just chain. You could chain him up in another room. That's what they have you do. Yeah. That's the thing. Okay. Here's a different one. You guys have both angered a wizard, and he's giving you a choice between two consequences. Either the monster squad never happened, or your ears grow curling hairs at the rate of seven inches a day and you can't trim it until nighttime. Your ears? Hair out of my ears? Yeah, seven oh, inches I don't want long. That. Well, I have that anyway, so I'll pick it up. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. You I, wouldn't, let it fly, I wouldn't give up monster squad because Ryan and I uh, wouldn't be long-term friends and we Ryan would have the squad cast and then like, um, <laughs> schmod no hair in my hair I can't that no, Ryan's yeah. very vain no, you can't I'm hairy anyway you can't trim until, until night I know but I can't trim this. I don't trim this but in they there. grow like, so you just walk around like yeah, you know long pace off I've always been an idiot he's such <laughs> a good could... friend to you and you yeah. just leave him <laughs> The, the tire but is the squad the squad like the actual squad like is it like the no like the movie never happened like we didn't the movie never oh, happened. the movie the never, never happened. happened I never never or my ears yeah I would pick that because then I wouldn't know uh, really cool Monster Squad fans oh pandering <laughs> there's a reason there's a secret product in the brew so it's good oh. thank you final question <laughs> you guys if you were each given a lavish setup with endless resources. To cover the creation of you doing a cover of any TV theme song. So you get to do like an amazing music video for you covering any TV theme song with no budget constraints, but that's what you have to do with the budget. Gonna, what do you you're do? You're gonna rock this, go. I gotta think. What do I do? With, I, I pick the, I'm you picking pick a, a song, yeah, and then, and then just, I'm gonna rock a video. Yeah, and oh. your video can take it in any direction. Oh, I'm doing Buffy. Ooh, really uh, good yeah. choice. We're going Nerf Herder all the way on this one. Is it going to yeah. be like a fan uh, homage kind of video? Yes, yeah, so I'm going to be dressed as Spike. Oh. And I'm going to make out with... I'm going to actually okay, get Sarah to be in it. I get this, okay. And then we're going to... This is fan fiction. And then uh, there's going to be one scene where Freddie <laughs> Prince Jr. is being brutally murdered. Sure. You're trying and, to ship uh, this. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to eat... You know, me and her are going to be eating cupcakes that oh. she's baked for me. This is such a interesting perversion. I'm going to be, yeah, and then <laughs> of the she's going to be on her knee, and I'm gonna, I mean, she's going to be on her knees, and I'm going to be doing the theme song on my guitar. Oh my god! Bam! 
Buffy. There it is. <laughs> Sounds really. I should have gone first because that's better. Um, I'm gonna do Full House. I'm gonna do. Yeah. No, I'm gonna do gonna Golden Girls. Ooh, this uh, is gonna be viral. Mashed up with Three's Company. <gasps> oh, it's but a the original cast is Janet, is Janet and Chrissy, and my Golden Girls are actually the original cast from Charlie's Angels. Whoa! And we just hang out on the lanai, which is actually in LA, and <laughs> I'm holding court. I'm I'm the Sophia. Oh, you are the Sophia. I knew uh, that. But about not really. You. <laughs> can uh, Can Bronson Pinchot make a appearance in video? He can. He's the landlord. Yay! He's perfect, my Mr. Perfect. Furley. There it is. <laughs> Love it. Because I have to build as women. Bronson can think whatever he wants. Of me. You guys are making these productions. I know, right? You, you said it. you could do whatever you said. I know. I was just well, trying to it. I just went with what you iconic, know. Iconic. All my favorite TV. I mean, Jacqueline Smith. The it. Oh. What a dream. Nice. Good for you. You guys know your thoughts. <laughs> well, you guys made it all the way through the podcast. What? Oh, my uh, gosh. People can follow you on the socials um, on Twitter, at Andre Gower, and at Ryan Lambert, 111. Triple one. Triple ones. Uh, any place else they can find you guys? Uh, your website. Yeah. Ryanandandre.com or Squadcast with Ryan and Andre. Nice. And you can get that on all the iTunes, all the things. It'll be on iTunes. It, it's it, iTunes on SoundCloud right now. But Great. if you just go to the page, it embeds, so it's right there. Awesome. Nice. Yes, and also if you are in the Chicago area, we will be at uh, Chicago Comic Con starting tomorrow. I don't know when this is going to air, but <laughs> uh, pretty soon. Wizarding World, but yep. through Sunday. So I don't know. if This will uh, be out before then. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be in Chicago this weekend uh, in the Bruce Campbell Horror Film Festival. Um, and then we got some other events coming up in the summer. We've got some projects that we'll come back and talk about. Ooh. Nice. You'll like it. Oh, yeah. We'll be in Orlando uh, in October. Maybe, maybe, yeah. Try to hopefully do Spooky Empire. Um, and then um, that's it on the books right now. But yep. like I said, we're, we're in the middle of a, of a project that uh, we haven't oh. announced yet. But uh, it's going to be cool. Nice. Very cool. Look at his eyes when he's saying this. <laughs> it's called Adults Incorporated. And how it works. A, D, L, T, S. You can also find us on things. Uh, I'm at Cole Stratton. I'm at Vanessa Ragland. And uh, it's at PMC Podcast. It's on Twitter. It's also, uh, we are on Instagram. I oh, kind sure. of forget to post there a lot, but technically <laughs> it's on there too. I'll get around to that. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you guys for listening. And thank you for being here. And uh, I think that's about it. Thank Blessings. You. Thank Blessings you. all around. What? Thank so what have you started doing that? Yeah. Well, I feel so good now. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You're welcome. I do that all the time. Do you guys now. have a tag, like a, an, an end line? Yeah, there will be. Well, you got pumped. What? I like it. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you soon. Subscribe to the Pop My Culture Podcast on iTunes. Check us out online at popmyculturepodcast.com. And follow us on Twitter at PMC Podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>